How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, welcome into the Lake Show. It starts right now. News Talk 830 WCCO. Terrible weather day. I hated today's weather. It's just, it was gloomy all day. So much fog out there but nonetheless we got a radio show to do until 9 p.m and i appreciate you listening here to the good neighbor i love to get into conversations as i get older about back in my day i love the back in my day conversations i love reminiscing looking back at things when we were younger comparing them to today is fun to me. And I think that this latest situation involving NBA star Luka Doncic brings us back into the spotlight. I feel like we've gotten so far down the road with disrespect that when we say stuff out of bounds about athletes and when they get offended and react to it, we have the nerve to call them soft. And I've been hearing that today with regards to Luka. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like the biggest Luka Doncic fan in the world. I respect him. I admire his his game. I, and I do like Luka. But I'm not saying he's like one of my top five favorites or anything like that. But w- was he being too soft when he apparently asked security to remove a fan during the game, because they they were trash-talking him. According to Tim McMahon from ESPN, who tweeted this out, he tweeted out a video of the fan getting up from their seat and, and leaving. He says, Luka Doncic asked security to eject this Suns fan who was sitting two rows behind mid-court press row. The comment made, or the comment the fan made that drew Doncic's wrath Quote, Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. End quote. So I guess I would offer this up and love to get your reaction at 651 461 9226. 
do you think that Luka Doncic is was being soft? Do you think that today's professional athletes are too soft? Because I don't look at today's athletes as overly sensitive. I don't. Everybody's different. I mean, I know that errors are different, but I think that there are a lot of, I don't think that they're any less tough nowadays than 40 years ago. And it's all individualized situations. Like, have there been times where you look at stuff on a court or on a field and you see people flopping? That's different. Flopping is like a thing now that wasn't a thing 30 years ago. But I think that this is something when you look at it, I don't understand how we can sit here and say that Luca is all of a sudden soft because, in my opinion, and we've heard way worse, right? Like, we can debate whether the fan should have been kicked out or ejected. But I do think that that crossed the line. I, I think that maybe they could have gave a warning. Maybe they could have been like, hey, we're not doing that here. But to get kicked out, if that's the result, be better as a fan. 651-461-9226. And I know somebody that totally disagrees with me is one Chris Tubbs. You think that Luke was being too soft? Absolutely. Yeah, he was being a little too soft because we've been to games. I'm not a fan of cursing, foul language, everything like that mm-hmm. when we go to games. It's been going on for years. But athletes have been subjected to far, far worse. And I agree. No that, question. Yeah. And I just think in context, was he offended? Probably. But – if if the one thing that is going to set you over the edge is when somebody says, Luca, you're tired, get your ass on a treadmill. If, if that is the straw that broke the camel's back, I mean, we don't know what else was said. Well, first off, he was, they were losing. They were, it, was a, it was a highly contested game against the, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, yeah. He was upset. You know, he ended up getting a tactical. I mean, Luca, I, he's and they're very, losing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you know, Luca's never been known to be a loose cannon, right? I mean, Luca never, never blows his lid. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Luca, he, he's very easy to, to get under the skin of and irritate. And if you've got a fan that's sitting there, and I think what made it frustrating for Luca, though, even more so, is that this was in Dallas. You had somebody that was in a Devin Booker jersey mm-hmm. who's sitting a couple rows behind the bench, and Luca was bothered by this one individual. Again, we can't say, hey, as a fan, you mm-hmm. have the right to go there and say what you want, but Which yet- you don't. You don't have the right to go there and say what you want. There, there are – if you're going to eject everybody that has ever said a, a bad word at a sporting event, you'd have like 15 people in the stands. But as if you're not crossing a line – like what is the there line? There are lines, yeah. What, what is the line 
for a fan, if you're saying something about the family, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. If if you're attacking somebody personally, that's a line. If you make a physical threat, that's a line. But I I don't know what it was that was said in terms of the language mm-hmm. leading up to this. But well, hold on, hold on. Let me a couple okay. things here. Okay, real quickly. Yeah, the quote from Luca in addressing this post game. He was cursing me the whole first half, too. I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets. But I had enough. It's a little bit of frustration. So he acknowledges his frustration, but he says it wasn't just about the one comment there at the end. That was the the backbreaker. Okay, but how how many times has Luka – this can't be the first time that Luka Doncic has been – harassed or heckled that's that's one of the unfortunate cons of being a superstar athlete is fans want to get under your skin Mm -hmm. because you are the straw that stirs the drink for the opposing team fans heckle fans do that fans are going to curse I'm not saying it's right but I don't feel like you can just say, okay, this fan. I guess the better. I, I guess the the bigger question would be, how many times has Luca asked for somebody to be ejected? I mean, how many times have we asked? Have we seen players ask for anybody to be ejected? We've seen it happen. What, we've what, seen Russell Westbrook. We've seen LeBron James. We've seen it happen. It right, happens. But, right, but 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 those have been more of a, a a personal nature, of a physical nature too, where we've seen fans have gotten a little more involved. If if this was just some guy sitting in his in his seat, I mean, there's got to be more to it. 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. Love to get your reaction, phone calls, and text messages. We'll do that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back. Lake Show. Luka Doncic. He's not soft, in my opinion. Christopher Tubbs thinks that he's too sensitive with what happened yesterday. Your opinion, your reaction, 651-461-9226. Really quick, let's play this. This is the post-game uh, commentary. Luka Doncic is talking to Tim McMahon from ESPN, who I think that there is a little bit of an underlying thing between those two. Um, but besides that, he is being asked questions about what occurred last night and him calling for the the fan to be ejected and all that. This is his explanation. And in the explanation, he does state that, look, it was – it was more than just that specific point. I mean, it was he was cursing me in the first half as well. Uh, I know I saw you when you said about the fan, you know. That was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right, so it was the only thing he was, that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah, I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything? He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. Well, you put out something that was just the only thing. But what was okay, the final what, 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 what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that... It's not the issue, I'm just... Seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half too. All right, so 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 clearly there in that in that um, back and forth, 
Tim McMahon even acknowledges that the fan was harassing him in the first half. Yes. Does that change your opinion at all? No. No. It, it, that, it, that, it, was, it, that it was going on for, for a long time, and, and you, 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 you just criticized Luka for sometimes you just got to ignore it, right? He ignored it mm-hmm. for an entire half. Tim McMahon, even though he didn't say that in the tweet, he acknowledged directly in front of everybody in the in the post game. He says, "Yes, he said a bunch of stuff, and I did not tweet that the guy was harassing you in the first half." That doesn't change your opinion at all. It seems like Luca no, did give him grace. Luca has been playing this game long enough that if this is the first time that somebody's ever heckled him, and somebody has ever tried to get under his skin, we're talking about last night. I, I know. I, I understand that. But, again, to me, I go back to it. If you're a professional athlete, it comes with the territory. Is it fair? No, it's not fair that you go to work and somebody's going to sit there and hurl insults at you. Nobody wants that at their job. That's not part of the job. That's not part of what he has to deal with. If a fan, no, you, you have to you have to deal with it. No, you don't all, have to deal with all, it. All you don't have to deal with all it. All athletes deal with nope, it. No, you don't have to deal with it. That's why we're seeing fans starting to get booted out of games. Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. If I was sitting with my child mm-hmm. and they are a fan of Luca or what, a fan of the team, and I have a fan that's harassing a player, and they say that get your ass on, that's unacceptable to me. That is worthy of getting booted out. No, and we, and we, not, and, and we say in this country no, all no, the time, no. we say in this country all the time, don't body shame people. I've done segments multiple times where mm-hmm. I have called out people that want to shame Donald Trump. They talk about his hair. They talk about him being overweight. It's un- So now body shaming is acceptable? So what do you have to do? Do you have to tell every fan that comes in, you know what, you can't say anything? Is body shaming acceptable? It is a fan heckling. Fans heckle. Is it right? No, it's not right. But there are a lot of things that fans say that are not right. Is body that, shaming that acceptable? Not, I just said no. Okay. I just said no. He just did that. But there are a lot of other things that fans have said. Like, out of all of the things that I've heard at a game. I've heard worse, too. I, I have. And if those fans have athletes, then you know what? you got to kick that person out. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you have to do? Do you have to put a disclaimer on every ticket that says if you say something vulgar or something that could be considered negative towards an athlete, then you have to be removed? Because they have at these events, I mean, you, you hear – don't you know? Don't do anything. Don't interfere with the mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. surface because mm-hmm. we want to have an enjoyable environment. I'm sorry, but if that's the one thing, if if that is the comment that is going to push Luke, Luca's got rabbit ears. That's the thing about this. Luka Doncic has rabbit ears. How does he have rabbit ears? I mean, there are so many things. He is so easy Chris, to trigger. You, you're, Fa- you're, fans know that. Fans know this. Fans are going to jump on that. You're literally arguing. Against Luca having the right to get somebody kicked out when you won't acknowledge that the fan had been harassing him the entire time. I did acknowledge it. So where's the line? What is it? Is it one half? Is it a full game? Is it a half a season? I mean, I, this is where I disagree with you. Okay, we do not as fans have the right to just walk in. Because we paid to get into a place and just say whatever the hell we want. Now, now, now we can debate whether something crosses the line or not. But how about we just show? I just think that in our country, 
we have gone so far past the line in terms of what we think that we are entitled to say to someone. I would not go. Absolutely. I would not say that to anybody in a Whole Foods. I wouldn't say that to somebody in Target. So now because I go into a sports arena, I'm entitled to say it. Let me ask you this. If, if, if somebody walks into a Donald Trump rally and they're yelling that, you think they should get kicked out? If Well, number one, if you're, if you're going to a Donald Trump rally, you are supporting Donald Trump. No, 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 okay? no, no, no. We, so we, no, no. We, we see people go into uh, – the hypothetical is because we see people all the time go into rallies to disrupt – if someone goes into a Trump or Biden rally and they say something disrespectful like that, what do you think? Kick them out then. But fans have been doing this. Fans do this. Have, they, have things gotten out of control with language? Absolutely. Things have gotten out of control. Fans feel like they are part of the action. And they're not. They're absolutely not. But if we're going to look at this and say that this fan was saying something inappropriate because he said, Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on a treadmill. And, and Luca's going, oh, I can't believe he said that. Out of all of the things, again, out of everything that we've heard, out of everything that Luca has heard over the years, I have, a, I have to imagine he's heard a lot worse. I mean, we've all heard worse. <laughs> again, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube when it comes to fans. Fans are not going to go and sit on their hands. I've cursed. I and see, and this is me. I don't think I don't think a fan should be cursing any 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 place. No, they they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. They they absolutely. You will never hear me at a game curse a curse an opposing. I will curse my own team more than I will curse an opposing fan. Think, an opposing. You think cursing your own team is acceptable? Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've absolutely. You you you've yelled out loud. You've cursed at at players that you root for. No, I've I've cursed I've cursed at my team, but we've all done it when we're frustrated. But that's your team. That's that you're clearly rooting for the team. Absolutely. So so, so you think that's that's a good thing? When I mean, you're you fan, think that's yeah, acceptable? Yeah, yeah, we all get frustrated when we're watching our team. Mm. But oh yeah, you've done it. We've all done it. We all get it. But this is so. Luca has got to toughen up a little bit when it comes to this, like. If fans are guess what? Next time that he's on the road, you think fans are going to be like, you know what? You know, fans in Utah are just going to be, you know what, Luca? Way to go! We, we're not going to say anything. I don't feel sorry for the fan because, with all due respect, we we we've sat here and you've said about how many times that Luca's probably heard worse, and he and we know he's not a rookie, mm-hmm. and this is the first time he's had a fan kicked out. Hey man, last night was that was that guy's night. That guy said a little bit too much. And and there's no telling what was said during the yeah, first half. Yeah, we, we, which, we don't which, know. Which Tim McMahon acknowledges that the fan was all over him in the first a- half. Absolutely. But I feel like Luca also has a vendetta against Tim McMahon, it sounds like. And that's a whole nother can of worms. But, but that that played nothing into him saying – like that has nothing to do with him saying – or Tim McMahon acknowledging that the kid or whoever the fan was – was just berating him. All right, and yeah, and, and, and you it. have to yeah, imagine per, personal stuff between him and the media member. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. a completely different thing. But I think when you're talking about this event, yep. and if there was something that was directed again that was over the line that was towards him, his family, something that was offensive, something like that, there there would have had to have been something done earlier, right? Like security is not just going to let that stuff fly where you're going to be. So I, I again, I don't 
I don't think it's that deep when it comes to Luca. Yep. He's he's gonna get it when he's on the road. Like he is just he's put a great big target on his back. Yep. So we'll just have to wait and see how the maybe the Dallas Mavericks are gonna have to put him in a bubble or safe space or something <laughs> for Luca. Don't criticize Luca. He's fragile. Get on a treadmill and put in some earbuds and you won't hear anything. <laughs> 651-461-9226. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And then it's been an awesome last, what, 48 hours for Joe Maurer and him getting elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll talk to Tim Cheetah, former Major League Baseball umpire, about Joe next year on The Lake Show. And let's bring you to the conversation, Tim Cheetah, as we mentioned here on The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. A guy that knows a little bit about Joe Maurer. Tim, how you been, my friend? Henry, good. Good to talk to you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Happy to have you back on the show. And uh, look, cl- clearly, you know, you know Joe Maurer well. Uh, a Cretan guy, you are, and he is. Uh, what does it mean mm-hmm. to you to to forget about just aside from you know being an umpire and 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 and, and calling. Um, balls and strikes and all of that stuff, but just see a fellow Creed Durham Hall graduate and a St. Paul guy uh, get elected uh, first ballot into the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, it's just, it's, uh, you know, the Creighton, Creighton's a family. Yeah. And it's, a you know, a long history of families going to, you know, school together and everybody had brothers and sisters the same ages and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, for me, it, it's, uh, it's actually uh, very heartwarming because I knew uh, Joe's dad, Jake, very well. I played ball against him, and then I, I actually umpired him as a player and as when he coached American Legion ball. So uh, it's uh, kind of bittersweet that obviously that Jake isn't here to celebrate with his son, but uh, they're a tremendous family, and and I I couldn't be happier for him because he's just he's just so. So doggone deserving. Yeah, no, no question about it. And I'm so happy for Joe and uh, gotten to know him throughout the years. And one of the things that you know, when it was announced on Tuesday, I had Dave Winfield uh, on the show, and man, there was utter pride from Dave when he's talking about uh, a St. Paul guy, and he's talking about the St. Paul guys, right? The group of guys that ended up being first ballot because he said that that first ballot thing, he says that makes it a little extra special. It sure does, and. You know, there's just there's such a network, you know, in this area. For example, that particular night, um, uh, I'm a Gopher basketball season ticket holder, and I was at the game against Wisconsin, and and uh, all the all the table officials are all friends of mine, and and you know we say hi every night, and and all this and that. Well, then I saw Corey Provis because Corey actually did the game for uh, the Big Ten Network. Yep, and. Uh, he walked by me and I just hollered out to him and he came up and he said, he just got in. Mm. And so everybody was just, you know, hanging on it. I know. And, and, uh, you know, when the word came, it was just, uh, it was tremendous. It really was. Yeah. We're talking to Tim Cheetah here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. How many, how many years were you, um, you, you were major league, um, for, was it 27 years or 28? 28. 28 years. Yep. Um, I yeah. guess, how would you best describe Joe Maurer? Well, probably, uh, and you hate to, it's not an overused uh, phrase, but he, he was just a consummate professional. He he, uh, he enjoyed playing the game. He knew how to play the game. He wasn't just an athlete out there with a bat in his hand. 
Um, you know, he could do all little things, you know, successful players. And, you know, people always ask me, you know, who the best players are and, and who I ever saw and that, and, you know, you name off the, the usual cast of characters, but every one of those hall of fame players, they could do the little things. Baseball is a game of little things of hitting behind the runner and advancing the runner and getting him over and getting him in and not just, you know, not just power numbers and, and, you know, RBIs and home runs and that, that sort of thing. It's, it's it's the whole package, and he was the whole package. You, you didn't get to see that much of it, other than his ability to to advance runners and not just drive them in. But you know, he could bunt. He could he could play any position on the field. You know, when when they were when they were talking about taking him, uh, you know, away from catching because of all the concussion issues and things like that, he could have easily gone to third base as, as much as first base. <laughs> um, his his skills are that are that, uh, polished. And, uh, so I was, I was, it was kind of an interesting time. So I wonder where they're going to move him, you know, <laughs> if they can put him anywhere. And he, and he's, he's still too good with the glove to make him a full-time DH. Yeah. So, uh, I was, I was glad for him that he got to, that he got to continue playing in the field. And, uh, you know, there's no telling if, if he would have been able to play a couple of more years at the end, you know, what his, total stat package would have been Mm -hmm. but obviously it was more it was more than good enough what about it you know from the from the from the get-go you know people are asking me do you think he's do you think he's a first ballot and i said i do i said i think i think he's a lock and i felt that way uh ever since he became eligible and uh, lo and behold uh, it turned out to be true you know you um what what did you make of Joe behind the plate in, in terms of defensively as a catcher? Because you know a lot of people really have respected your career, and as I as I look here, there uh, uh, Hardball Times um, stated that you had this this the a really great strike zone of all the Major League Baseball umpires years ago. So what did you make of of Joe behind the plate? Joe was very easy to work behind, and, and that and that presented he presented a bit of a challenge to me because I'm five foot, and you know Joe is not only a big man, but he's he's particularly big from the waist up, and not just not just uh, from a broad standpoint, but from a from a height standpoint. Most of his height is the upper half of his body, so even though he could get his legs you know, down as low as they could possibly go, it was still a big body for me. And I, I kind of had to work around him a little bit, but he was, he had such soft hands and he was so good at just catching the ball where it was, where it was pitched. You know, he was a framer before framer framing was even an expression. You know, he, he just, he just had really, really good hands. He was a tremendous receiver, uh, tremendous throwing arm. Uh, and his, uh, his psyche or his, uh, what I should say, his, his attitude never changed throughout the course of the game, whether he was, you wouldn't know if he was four for four or oh for four with three strikeouts. You know, it just, it, yeah. it uh, you couldn't tell because he was so such a, you know, always on such an even keel, you know, the never too high on the highs or too low on the lows, but uh, very, very little, if any, uh, you know, ball strike disputes. Uh, and even if he, if he disagreed with, any umpire, uh, not just me, but, uh, you know, he always presented his case in a very uh, polite, professional and courteous manner and, and moved on. Yeah. I don't think he was ever ejected. I don't think he was ever ejected from a game. Um, if, if so, I can't imagine it would be more than once. And I don't even think that ever happened. I, I can't, I, I can't look that up, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident with that. Um, 
but he was, uh, you know, I mean, if they were all like him, uh, it would be a, a, an easy job every minute of every day. <laughs> yes, it would. We're talking to former longtime uh, uh, Major League umpire Tim Cheetah here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, you said that you were at the Gopher game a couple of nights ago when you got the news and you saw Corey Provis over there. What was the text chain like the rest of the evening for you personally? Because I know for me, I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, text with, you know, Dave Winfield, text with uh, our friend Joe Gallagher. So so there was a bunch of texting that right. was kind of going on for me that night. What was it like for you? Well, my phone was lighting up. My <laughs> My phone lights up for the Gophers because my seats are right behind the bench. And and uh, anytime they show Ben Johnson from across the court, I'm always in the picture. So I always get about 20 texts during those games anyway. <laughs> but on a night when, when Joe Maurer goes into the Hall of Fame, uh, uh, I probably had about, uh, oh, probably over 100. And um, uh, the, the real uh, uh, heartwarming uh, moment for me was uh, I sent Joe a text, a congratulatory text, and, and – uh, I figured I'd hear back from him in a month or so after he, you know, answered the other 10,000 that he got. And uh, he got back to me before halftime. Wow. So, I mean, that's with, uh, yeah, what does that say? Yeah. You know, with all all his close friends. I'm not a close friend. I, uh, you know, I I know him and and, uh, we know each other and we like each other and and all that sort of thing. But um, I, I was pretty overwhelmed the fact that he was uh, able to get back to me so quickly. And I, I certainly, certainly didn't expect that. Well, that says a lot about you and how he feels about you. I mean, just a class act we know Joe Maurer to be. Uh, let me say this in closing. Now, you've been retired yeah. since 2012, correct? That was your last season? That's correct. I, I got to be honest, Tim. I, I got into yeah. the wrong profession, man. You are in the right pro- You are living right, man. You've been retired now for 11 years. I mean, you're retiring at, what, 52? I mean, you did it the right way. I, I'm Here I am, 50, man, and I'm at the work forever to retire. Gosh. I'm, well, you know, I'm jealous. you know, Henry, that's just – that's just because you're good, you know. I, I uh, you know, I, right. I, I, I did retire at I did retire at 52, but people forget that I started umpiring when I was 13. So, <laughs> you know, the the overall the overall, uh, the overall band was 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 pretty good, and and uh, um, you know, I uh, it was time for me. Uh, it was uh, it's become a young man's job, and uh, I was not a young man anymore. You know, I, when I went up, I was 24 years old. And, and you know when you're 52, uh, you definitely have lost a step. And I just didn't feel as though. I mean, I felt like I could have continued to work if had I chose, but um, I was I'd pretty much accomplished everything I ever wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I the only thing I came up short on was uh, I really wanted to work home plate in the All Star game at Target Field, mm. and that I could very well have maybe even made that my last game, but. Uh, uh, I had been concussed. It was. It would have been risky to continue working. So it was time, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, uh, I'm in great health, and you know, life is grand. And in fact, I was at the uh, Hot Stove Old Timers banquet last night, and that was a special banquet for those guys because because of Joe going in. So there was that buzz throughout the crowd, you know, and it's all it's all St. Paul people, and everybody from St. Paul feels like they're part of the family, you know, yeah. and, and they are. Uh, so it was a uh, it was a really really good week, and they're already talking. I know. I remember when uh, when Paul Molitor went in, uh, the Cretan family uh, chartered a Sun Country flight for uh, Cooperstown, and they're already working on that. 
I know I know that for a fact. I've been I've been contacted by several people to see if I'm interested, and uh, uh, I, I just I might make this trip. I didn't go for Paul's because I was actually I was still working when Paul went in. Yep. But uh, uh, I I I could very well see myself maybe making this trip. I'm with you, man. This will be an amazing time, and, and we all love Joe Maurer. Hey, Tim, man, always a pleasure to have you here on the show. I truly do appreciate it, man, uh, your perspective, uh, stories that you have from yesteryear. And uh, let's uh, connect over at Mancini's here sometime soon. I'm there every Friday from 3 to close, Henry. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. That's uh, Tim Sheeta. That's Tim Sheeta joining us here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, we'll wrap up hour one, and we'll do that next. All right, thanks again to Tim Cheetah for being on the show. 651-461-9226. From the prior conversation, from the 651, seriously, body shaming? Is Luca fat or something? Come on. You're way overreacting. Where do you draw the line on a white a fan? I think, it's, I think they're trying to say what a fan says, I understand if it's hate speech or racist or something or profanity, which is all unacceptable. Uh, What are you so wound up about? Get your ass on a treadmill. Come on, man. If you can say that sentence over the radio, it's not that bad. I'm quoting something said that's actually different than somebody saying that to them out in public. There's a difference there. I think that that texter should probably understand that. I've been told that I when I run, I look like a penguin being chased by a polar bear. So I understand what it's like. Uh, This from the 612. Read the fine print on a sports ticket. They all include a code of conduct, and that violations result in ejection from the event. If a fan is hurting the enjoyment of other fans, they should be ejected. Professional golfers get fans ejected all the time. Oh, they're soft! DJ <laughs> yes. play. They're yes, soft. They are. They are. They're soft. You oh need, my gosh. Yeah, you, you need more people out there like Happy Gilmore. Okay, Shooter McGavin. You need guys like that. I just think that it's funny that that this is unacceptable anywhere else, but the moment that you walk into an arena where you're close to players, you can just say whatever the hell you want in a in a football environment where you're not anywhere really close to the field, it's a little bit different. No, Base- but they still, they, they still say it. You can still hear it. And you can still get kicked out. Baseball, same thing. I've seen people get kicked out for unacceptable behavior. And they're not anywhere near cl- as close as NBA. But all of a sudden, we can just say this because we purchased the ticket. We won't say this in Target and expect the same situation. We won't say this in the gym and expect the same situation. We won't say this in... A- so many other public places, but the moment you purchase that NBA ticket, oh, yeah. say what you want. Mm. I find that interesting. It's context, man. It's it's just it's where you're at. A stadium is different than a church. A stadium is different than a retail store. You know, a stadium is different than a school. And again, I mean, this has been going on for years. This is not something that is. You know, just started. This has been going on for years and years and years. I hope more fans get ejected. I hope more players start getting people. If we want to, if if this is what it takes to clean it up, I hope more players start doing it. Keep doing it, LeBron. Keep doing it, Luca. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious. Uh, keep doing it, Draymond. Keep doing it, Draymond. Draymond. Keep doing it. Yeah, man. He, Rudy Gobert must have said something to you, man. You're gonna, <laughs> and he must have said something to you in French. 
He do, I'm not talking about players. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? No, we're, talk, we're, we're talking about fan bases. Talking here. about fan bases. <laughs> we ain't talking about players. We're talking, talking about, about fan, fan bases. 651 <laughs> All right, coming up next, I'm a little bit surprised with some people that are managers at companies and corporations because I believe that Managers should want to protect all of their employees' health, everybody that's on the job. But I find this interesting with the report that came out. We'll dive into that next year on The Lake Show. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.